Archbishop, good to be with you. Happy Easter. Thank you. Happy Easter to everyone. Here we are for another installment of the Shepherd's Voice podcast. Uh, this is our Easter 2021 installment. So uh, we're right here in the in the beginning of the Easter season, celebrating the resurrection. We're recording this during the octave, so a whole slew of solemnities, one after the other. We're meditating as a church in a particular way on the resurrection. This is that central fact, this pivotal fact of being a Christian um, is the resurrection. So how do we begin to see this more clearly? This is one of the challenges, right? That to, to be aware that he is risen, to, to know that in our bones and as a people, to be moved by this fact. We celebrate Easter every year, of, of course, uh, we should. Uh, but uh, as we get a little bit older, it's one of the things I suppose that we can take for granted. And we speak about it so often in the church because it is, as you say, a central mystery of, of our faith that uh, it may not be a, a, as powerful in our experience and, and in, in our thinking and, and reflecting as rightly it, it should be. This is, to use secular terms, a very big deal. <laughs> and um, it, it makes all the difference, really, in, in human history. It makes all the difference in my own personal history. It's, uh, th there would be no church uh, without the death and resurrection of, of, uh, of Jesus Christ. He uh, came among us, uh, the Son of God, uh, a member now of the, of the human family, as he remains the, the Son of God taught very beautifully and powerfully about the kingdom of God, God's loving plan uh, for our salvation. He worked miracles. Uh, and there were uh, moments like that when, when people could glimpse some of his power and his disciples, uh, we can imagine little by little began to put faith in him as the, as the son of God. Their faith would have been shaken, of course, at the time of his arrest and, and torture and, and, and crucifixion. His resurrection for them and for us, uh, proves that he is who he claims to be. And that, that's very important that we take note of that because what he, who, who he, Jesus claims to be and who he is, it, he claims to be the Son of God. So if the Son of God has come among us, if he's laid down his life for us and now conquered death uh, th through the resurrection, then, then he, uh, among everybody, uh, is the the one person we should be paying attention to. We should be noticing him. We should be listening to his invitation. Uh, we should be f uh, following his, his teaching. But ultimately, and this is a, the, the great blessing we have in the church, we should be we should allow him to share his risen life with us, which he desires to do so so freely. He makes himself uh, so accessible to us in the church, and and particularly in the in the sacramental life of the church. Uh, there's this. Um... This line that that Pope Francis used in his uh, his uh, homily for uh, Palm Sunday, which obviously I think points to the Easter. The, what you're talking about this this allowing this great fact to really impact my life, impact me, my awareness of of who I am and what I'm doing here. He said, "Let us ask for the grace to be amazed. A Christian life without amazement becomes drab and dreary." And further on, he says, "What?" What about us? Can we still be moved by God's love? Have we lost the ability to be amazed by him? Uh, maybe we have lost all our trust or we, we even feel worthless. But perhaps behind all these maybes lies the fact that we're not open to the gift of the spirit who gives us the grace of amazement. So let us start over from amazement. It's really simple, but it's a really beautiful suggestion. It's something really provocative. Like he says, 
let's be amazed by Jesus so we can begin to live again. Right. Let's not just check off the belief or, <laughs> you know, repeat it one more time. It's important that we, that we, that we uh, re- repeat it. This comes from a, uh, a man, uh, Pope Francis, who we gather is still amazed uh, over and mm-hmm. over again by the love of God and by the, uh, by the encounter that he has very personally, I'm sure, as he describes it, but also in his role as our, as our Holy Father, uh, d- this powerful encounter with, with the risen Jesus. And he's inviting us to be amazed with him that God would be so good that he would give us the gift of, of his own son, uh, not because we deserve it, but because we're so needy and God loves us so much. It's really as if uh, creation is being started all over again. If we uh, attend the Easter vigil, uh, the first reading that's proclaimed during that uh, long liturgical celebration is a recounting of the of the story of creation from, from the book of Genesis. It's uh, supposed to remind us that God had a, has had a loving plan uh, that's had human persons right at the center of it from, from the very beginning. And he's not given up on his plan, uh, even though we have messed it up by our sinfulness. Uh, but in spite of all that, con- continuing to love us, even though we're not so lovable, give up, gives us the gift of his son who comes to identify himself with us and uh, plunges himself into the human experience in every way. He doesn't sin himself, but he experiences the effect of sin and uh, is is not uh, overwhelmed by it, but overwhelms sin and death uh, through the glorious power uh, that is God's alone. Uh, and, and that power now is shared uh, with us and the effect of, of it is shared with us. And the effect is not to obliterate us, uh, not, not to condemn or, or punish us, but, but to save us. So I think uh, what the Pope is encouraging is, is we just look up, you know, put paying attention for a few moments to the stuff that's, that's sort of consuming our attention, that's either worrying us or delighting us, whatever it might be, as good as it might be. Um, it's not this good. Uh, as bad as it might be, it's been defeated by, by the, the goodness that we see in the, in the, in the fact of the resurrection and the, in the life that the risen Jesus now, now shares with us. It's the best news that we could possibly have. Mm-hmm. And even though it's news that's been proclaimed now for, for 2,000 years, it's, it's really a shame for us and a loss for us if it loses its power to amaze and its power to, to invite and, and, and to, to challenge. Uh, as as St. Paul tells us very clearly, if this isn't true, if Jesus isn't risen, the rest of our faith falls apart. Yep. And, it, and it's, it's in vain. And we're the most vain people, in other words, stupid people, to, mm-hmm. to be following a person, Jesus, who claims to be the Son of God, but who has no right to, to that claim. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's no substance to it. Mm-hmm. The, the fact of the resurrection gives... Give substance. It has it already, but it it, it helps us see uh, the the truth, the, the the absolute substance of the of the fact of Jesus is the Son of God now risen from the dead. Yeah. So this raises the question. I think also that you know, to that point, right? We we know the the gravity that we're you know, the sort of spiritual gravity that we're beholden to, right? That as you mentioned, distraction and uh, a certain yeah, our gaze falls. We 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 forget. Uh, if if we knew, or maybe we're not totally aware of this great fact that we are uh, participating in as members of the church. So how do we put ourselves, how can we put ourselves in 
a position to be amazed by him in, in the way that the Pope is describing. There's a number of ways to do it, but uh, uh, to spend time with Jesus, to really get to know him better, to be better acquainted uh, with him. Now, right here where we are, so not only acquainted with what he did a long time ago, which is earth shaking, but mm-hmm. um, but what he's uh, what he's doing for us right now. So we have to make a space for that. It's something we say over and over again, mm-hmm. but we, we say it over and over because it's really important and, and true that to, to take time every day to pray is absolutely essential if we're going to uh, come to know the the truth of the death and resurrection of Jesus and then become acquainted with the person who is at the center of, of that truth, Jesus, our brother and savior, the, uh, the, risen, the risen son of God. We take special moments in our life in, in the church to be drawn into the power of the Lord's resurrection. These special moments are, are often the celebration of the sacraments. There are other, other moments too, but uh, we recall our baptism at, at Easter. I had the privilege of, of baptizing seven uh, new mm. uh, members of the body of Christ at the, at the Easter vigil at St. Cecilia's uh, Cathedral this year. It's really the liturgy is sort of built around that, uh, you might say. But for all of us who, who were able to be at Mass uh, this Easter, we had the chance to renew our baptismal profession of faith and to be sprinkled again with, the, with, the, with water. We don't need to be rebaptized, but we do need to remember that we're baptized and that in baptism we died with, with Christ and, and now are, um, are raised to new life in, in him. It's a knowledge, it's a truth, a reality that's crowded out amazingly by smaller, less important things, but mm-hmm. they accumulate and um, we get distracted. So to um, accept the, the invitation to celebrate the great feast, and we celebrate it all throughout a long season of, of uh, weeks uh, following, following Easter, and then at the same time as part of the celebration to put ourselves in the presence of the risen Jesus. You know, after the resurrection, he appeared to his disciples a number of times so that they so that they knew that he still loved them for one thing and that he he is alive they weren't it wasn't a figment of their imagination mm-hmm. they had enough evidence all, all of them together and separately uh putting their experiences together to to know that this is really true it made so much difference in their lives this truth that many of them were willing to die rather than than deny it or or, or turn away from it so the, the risen lord wants to appear to us too and he he does he makes himself available if, if we're so distracted that we don't even turn in his direction take a step in his direction that then we're that the the truth and the power of the resurrection won't be effective in our lives not because it's the the power of Jesus is weak itself but because he never forces himself on us and and if if we're not having any of them because any of him because we're too distracted with other things or other people that it's really a it's it's the ultimate loss for for us. Hmm. Yeah, amen. You mentioned. I mean, it comes to mind again the experience of the mass. So this we're talking about this in the sacramental life. Another set of words that we hear a lot, we hear repeated. So any of us who have grown up as as Catholics who have been Catholic for any number of years, we've been to mass a number of times, and and it's uh, something that again is should be habitual. That's not bad. That doesn't remove its value, but but it can be rote and. Um, and uh, routine and and uh, a thing that we check off because we're supposed to, you know, <laughs> and we are supposed to. That's <laughs> that doesn't take the requirement away, uh, uh, or the the duty of uh, of of Thanksgiving. But it is easy for us to, to have those words or just be words that that slip by. To have that hour be an hour that 
we just you know spend and then we move on with the rest of everything. This is a continual problem. This is not unique to any particular culture, probably, or you know, I know it's certainly a, a common experience, right? We hear people talk about that a lot. So how you know, given given we want to be amazed, we, we don't want to miss Christ offering himself to us. The, we're told the church, the mass is this place where he offers us uh, himself in a really a profound way. How can we begin to appreciate that more uh, to, to prepare to like actually receive what's there? I think that's one of the, the challenges now is we're like, we're preparing now to welcome everybody back. Uh, the Sunday obligation uh, is, is going to be um, the dispensation from the Sunday obligation is ending as of Pentecost weekend. So we have this season. How do we begin to appreciate that more so we're, you know, we're not just, uh, again, checking the box and moving on? It's a good question. And it's the challenge of, of that we, the desire sort of by the nature of things. Jesus has made himself so accessible uh, to us and comes to us humbly, lovingly in this world so that, you know, we're not afraid enough of, of missing out on that experience. We don't get hit by a lightning bolt if we don't show up for mass on Sunday. Well, at least most of the time, <laughs> and and um, and so it it takes um, it, it, it's an invitation to us, and it requires a, a a willing response, a response in in love to the love that that Jesus is offering uh, to us, and it's not uh, so easy to respond in this in the world in which we're living, which is noisy and busy, uh, immediate, kind mm-hmm. of seductive and crass in 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 a lot of ways, even if we're not looking for that. Sure. It, it, it intrudes, you know, in a, into our lives. I, I think the Easter season is a, it's an opportunity to sort of take inventory. You know, do I really believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Uh, we renew that profession of faith that at Easter we renew it every Sunday when, when we come to Mass. We should should renew it every day. But really, you know, I need to go in my room and shut the door and you know what's really the 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 most important thing that that I believe and, and and know to be true. And of all the things that we know, and we know a lot, the most important thing we know is that Jesus is alive. Jesus, the Son of God, has come among us. He died for us on the cross, but he's not dead now. Uh, he, he's risen from the dead, and he's offering a way, a path to eternal life for us who will accept it. Despite all of our sins, no matter how many times we stumble, and get distracted, that path will remain open to us if, if, we, if we will take it, if we'll take Jesus at his word. Uh, we, uh, the gospel of St. John reminds us that, that God loves us so much that he's given us the gift of his son and that we have life if we put our trust in him. So this is the time, this Easter season, do we trust Jesus as the, the one who, who not only offers us eternal life with for, with our sins forgiven but also makes it makes that possible he, that, that he, he himself is the way if I believe that Jesus is the Son of God mm. then I'm really stupid if I don't pay attention to him if I really believe that that all Jesus wants for me is good that all he wants for is that I flourish that I really grow into the man that I'm created to be that he's not going to ask anything of me, uh, that will diminish me. That it, it's all good. It's all, all, all about about my good. Then why wouldn't I pay any? Why wouldn't I pay more attention to him? And then why wouldn't I take this opportunity week by week uh, to to be in his presence? And even more than being in his presence at, at mass, to to receive him in, in holy communion, to allow him to identify himself so closely with me, 
and there's, I can't do it as fully as he can, but I, I identify myself with him as we're in, in this Holy Communion. And then we are in communion with, with one another, which is Jesus' plan for, for how we'll be saved. It's not going to be an individual track for me right. uh, through life, but it's going to be in the communion of believers uh, as raucous as that is, <laughs> you know, m- most of the time. But again, that's where Jesus wants me and with these other disciples of, of his, encouraging each other, praying each other through things that are difficult. Again, it, it, I don't mean for it to be simply an intellectual exercise, but right. but we should think, you know, do I really believe that this is true? Do I do I know this right at, at the center of my life? And then, what do I really need to do to follow follow the Lord? He tells us to love each other. He gives us wants us to do that in practical ways. Mm-hmm. But he, but it's from the beginning of the church, it's been understood that we can't really have this ongoing encounter with the risen Lord. We can't really have life in Him week in and week out. If, if we uh, aren't there with the community on, on Sunday celebrating the Eucharistic liturgy, the Eucharist really constitutes me as a follower of Jesus, you might say, and yeah. constitutes us as a community, believers. It, it's, the, it, it's the church. And we can't have the Eucharist without the church. We can't really have the church without the Eucharist either. Right. So they, they just, they're not exactly the same thing, of course, but they, they're, they're inseparable, exactly. Yeah, yeah, inseparable. Yeah, so I mean, in a, in a word, it sounds the challenge here is to, to bet on him. Right to bet on on Christ and His right. words, what He says through the Church, what He says through the Scriptures, to bet on Him. And I was reflecting on this as you know, my time. How many how many times have I been in the pews? <laughs> how many times have I been in the pew? And you know, various levels of distraction. That that's purely natural. But then, a friend of mine uh, who's a priest uh, in another another diocese is, uh, often quotes this uh, or would often repeat this this uh, encouragement. He said, "You know, don't worry about the times when you forget. Worry about when you remember." Right. <laughs> so don't, well, don't get yourself yeah, up. But we, we do get get distracted, and the first disciples of Jesus got distracted, yeah. and they were, you know, stubborn and and confused in, in, in all kind of ways. But but again, I go back to what, what I said. If I really believe that Jesus is is the risen Son of God, my my Savior, who who has a personal interest in me and has given His life so so, so that I can can be saved, and I want to I want to respond to that. Yep. Where do I think I'm going to find Him? <laughs> you know, He can reveal Himself. To, to me, any place, and does from, from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I really need to put myself in, in the place where He's promised to be. Yes, and and where again the church has always understood that Jesus is is really present and not present in some gauzy, um, uh, imaginary way, but but really personally there in in His integrity, the the risen Son of God. Yeah. That's really what should draw me. Should draw all of us to to participate in in the mass on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's a glorious experience and sometimes it's pretty dull. I hate to say it. Um, I'm, I uh, have the responsibility for pre- preaching at mass and I'd like to think I knock it out of the park every, <laughs> every time I give a homily, but I know that's not true. And, um, and I apologize for, for it not being better. And sometimes the music is, we're just transported by it. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. You could hardly stand it. And other times it's, it's terrible. You could just hardly sometimes stand it. <laughs> it's not even there. Um, again, you've got young children, so you yeah. know, you, you've got built-in distractions as, as oh, you yeah. come. And, and I'm, I'm in the, uh, the front of the church looking out at everybody. And I got a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of distractions. That's all there. Fine. Right. But, um, as I said, you know, if I, if I think I'm that I'm going to meet Jesus, where do I think that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Where do I know that it, that it happens. Mm-hmm. And I just need to, you know, at a certain, I have to, I tell myself this many times in my life now, but I just need to grow up and, 
and be mature about if I'm going to, if I'm saying yes, that I want to follow Jesus and be close to him, then, then, you know, be practical about what that means. Yeah. And I know I won't do it perfectly uh, and experience has shown I won't do it perfectly, but I need to make myself available to, to what the Lord wants to, mm-hmm. to offer me. And there are a number of ways, again, thankfully, where, where, where that can happen. Yeah. We can't bargain away what's offered to us at, at, at Mass on, on Sunday. And I think, you know, this was the original temptation with Adam and Eve, the original sin. You know, they didn't say we're, th- we're through with God or we don't, we don't believe in God, but just didn't want to let God have every part of their mm-hmm. life and, and mm-hmm. every part of their yes. They they would said to the devil, well, you know, God's in charge of most things, but in this case, we know we're going to kind of take over. So we do that again and again. And and it's it becomes really serious when I say, you know, I'm, I'm going to, um, bargain away Sunday mm-hmm. and and not the the time when the when the community of believers has always come together when when the Lord himself invites us to be together mm-hmm. in him that I'm going to trade that for something else it's yeah. a pretty serious yeah. bad trade I would yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say we can come back from it you know it's it, it's not sure. uh it doesn't have to be right. deadly for good but um but but like every other sin we commit, once you once you do the first one, then then it's easier to easier to, easier to do it again. Yeah. So these weeks, you know, we're I'm inviting us all to think about the the beauty, the power of our Sunday celebration of the Mass. Uh, this time last year, when uh, when our churches were closed, thankfully, briefly in this in this part of the country, but but so many of us felt deprived mm-hmm. and. Again, I've heard a number of people speak kind of indignantly about how we we can't let that happen to us again. You know, we have to re- protect our freedom. Well, okay, here we're free. Let's exercise our freedom to to do something really good. And mm-hmm. and that first good thing we could do every week is is become part of the mass. And again, we come realistically, not like spoiled children. We this is it's a, a bunch of human beings. We're animated by the Holy Spirit. So something really powerful and graceful is happening for us, but but you know the experience of it uh, is going to have pluses and and minuses. You know, in, in terms of what what whether I really like it or whether I'm engaged. Some of it is what I bring. Some of it is what everybody else brings. Yes, fine. Uh, you, you know that, that that's all true, and we should make it as as beautiful and and prayerful as, as we can. But really, this is at the heart of our of our Catholic life, and and we shouldn't. Um, shouldn't negotiate it away for, for something else that that we would rather be doing or or be part of. So as you mentioned, we're, uh, we're going to kind of put things right as far as the, the life of the church normally exists, that there there is this responsibility for all of us to be at Mass on Sunday. And we're going to reinstate that. It's been suspended for a year or so because, uh, 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 rightly, uh, because of the need to keep vulnerable people safe during the mm-hmm. during the pandemic and we've all negotiated that as we felt we could my hope is that by the end of may the 22nd and 23rd of may the feast of pentecost that um anybody who wants to be vaccinated will have had the opportunity to to do that and and that we can come together in a way that's safe and 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 respectful as, as far as COVID is concerned but then uh joyfully gratefully as far as our relationship with the risen lord is concerned there are always good reasons why a few people won't be able to to participate in mm-hmm. mass, and and, and uh, the, no one should feel guilty about taking advantage of those reasons. I, I, since we don't take advantage of it, but sure, but but use it, you know. And 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 an additional law now, besides other things that would might prevent you from coming, would be some someone who feels that that he's he or she is at an 
kind of a heightened risk of, of either being contracting COVID or, or communicate against to somebody else. And there will be those in, in the community mm-hmm. uh, for a while. So we pray for them and want to stay in touch with them. We, we, we miss everybody who's not, who's not able to be there. Um, but really the, the rest of us, as I said, we should and prayerfully have a little talk with ourselves and think, you know, this. Let, let's clear out a space at the beginning of the week and, and, uh, and be there, uh, make ourselves accessible to the Lord who comes to, to be with us. And then again, let's see what happens. Uh, see what the Holy Spirit does in us for us mm-hmm. or, and enables us to do for others. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful said exactly what I meant when I said betting on him in the sense that see what happens, like if you take it seriously, but the only way to do it is, you know, this is the, the weird thing about Christianity is you can only really test it out from the inside. <laughs> it can't be done at a distance. It has to be with yourself. Put, put yourself there and see what happens. And uh, thank you for this. Uh, encouragement, Archbishop. Um, you've also, I know when we uh, we have a Easter video message, uh, it's on our website. Um, and uh, and you've been saying this other places too, but encouraging people to, uh, over these coming weeks, as we prepare for that dispensation to, uh, to be lifted, uh, to think about people who could use the extra help or encouragement to return uh, to that regular uh, uh, attendance at Sunday Mass. What you know? What what might be stopping them? You know, if you have friends or family, if you want to issue that again now, <laughs> underscore it. <laughs> right. We all know these 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 folks. They're members of our families. They're our, our neighbors uh, who maybe in recent years haven't been coming to Mass very often anyway, but certainly have, have had good reason to to stay away during the pandemic and not not the obligation, if we want to put it that way, to mm-hmm. uh, to, to come. Almost everybody likes to receive a warm invitation. From somebody that they that they respect uh, to do something good, and if it comes along uh, with a little witness, if that's if that's possible for for any of us to say how much it's meaning, how much it means for us now to be able to come back back to Mayas, how much we, we missed it, uh, not telling anybody else what they should do, but but simply witnessing to to the goodness of it ourselves, and then maybe sweeten it a little with saying, um, how about if we go to Mayas together, then then we can go out to breakfast or we can. Go to the zoo, or, or or something. There's a lot of great things to do on, on Sunday in yeah. addition to going going to mass. That don't interfere inter, interfere with that at all. Yeah. Uh, so I really would uh, encourage everybody who's, who's listening to invite somebody. Um, and maybe the first invitation won't be accepted. Um, continue to pray for that that person. Uh, the Lord loves him or or her, and so do you. I'm, I'm sure. And then maybe when a few weeks pass, uh, you could issue the invitation again, and then. Sometimes the second time around, there's the grace there, or they've thought about your kindness the first time, and and then want want don't want to turn you down. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe something something good could, could happen there. So we'll have room, and if we need more masses in the schedule, we can we can add them. The point is, though, week by week, it's uh, important to have this reunion in the Lord, uh, to be together in, in Him, to to experience His risen life together, reconfirm our faith for ourselves, but for the community that, that, that this, this is really true. And then allow him to send us out for, for the week to, to proclaim this, this astonishing uh, news by the way we live. Wonderful. Thank you for the, uh, for the encouragement, the direction, uh, the, uh, the shot in the arm, as it were, to, to, uh, to renew our commitment to the risen Christ. And we pray that we all would uh, increase in our, our recognition of his, his presence with us now. Uh, Thank you, Archbishop, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll close uh, this one. We'll be back at it uh, for the 
next month, still in the Easter season. We'll come at it again uh, just prior to uh, that Pentecost uh, weekend. So that'll be our next our next installment. Anyway, thank you. That's good. Yeah, thank you. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Right, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org slash podcast.